transmission by me, Donald Dean. Make me an island. one of those glorious aberrations that we love so much here on Make Me an Island. This time dug up from the deep by arch digger and musical explorer Mr. Mick Tiwak. That's Bolivar from 1986 and it's called uh, True Thousand and One and it gets the 16th edition of Make Me an Island. Off to a good start, I think, and you're very welcome to the show. Uh, today, I'm going to be concentrating on the sacred music of the incredible 
Emohoi Segway Mariam Gabru, the Ethiopian nun. And I'm also going to be playing tribute to somebody who was there at the very first revolution, the Big Bang in 1955. That's Richard Perryman, the late Little Richard. Uh, but today's show, uh, having been prepped, in the uh, very welcome May uh, sunshine. I hope uh, you'll be able to feel the heat and uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit about a man called Florian Schneider and uh, I will say that I'm going to uh, save most of what I want to say for a very special edition of Make Me an Island which will be coming up in the very near future, in the next few days in fact, and I'll be talking to some producers about the impact of this man's work. Always get the feeling of motion when I listen to craftwork, and this one in particular, beautiful the way it starts off, slow pace, picking up steadily. A good place to begin as any, home sweet home.
from Radioactivity, uh, the incredible uh, Kraftwerk Ohm, Sweet Ohm, and I suppose 20 odd years separate the revolutions of Little Richard and Kraftwerk. But I think in uh, what connects them is the fact that there's, in both cases, there were no predecessors or no precedent for what they did. And I'm going to be going into greater detail uh, about the legacy of Florian Schneider in a, a, a later episode of Make Me an Island. So I'll keep you posted on that. Uh, but for the moment, I want to uh, make a very tenuous connection between the sound of Kraftwerk and Jack Brill. And anybody who knows me from the radio days will know that I'm fond of a tenuous connection. And if I can make one while using a French turn of phrase, then all the better. So apropos of nothing, I'm going to uh, talk about tempo changes within the song in Ohm Sweet Ohm. I think you'll agree a very beautiful increase in the tempo and effortless and uh, so beautiful. And uh, in this next one, I think a more dramatic case, uh, it's La Valse à Mille Temps, which is translates as the Waltz of a Thousand Beats. And it comes from 1959 and it's by Jack Braille. And the reason that I came across this tune and uh, played it uh, out loud to people uh, was because many years ago at this point, I went to a festival in the UK with the Gramophone Disco. And some of you may know the uh, Gramophone Disco from providing excellent music pre-1960 music at festivals uh, throughout the country uh, over the past while and doing an extraordinarily good job at doing so. Um, so uh, having picked up lots of tunes and learned a lot in there, I figured it was a good idea to uh, put uh, lots of music together. In fact, it was uh, four sets of four hours long. Uh, so pretty uh, long haul and I did amass lots of tunes. The festival itself, I won't go into great detail about it, but it was a tricky one in that um, lots of very young people uh, and my experience of UK festivals was that, yeah, lots of love and easy to make friends, etc. But this really wasn't the case, but that's kind of beside the point because uh, the National Geographic moment that I want to tell you about was watching the grandchildren of the revolution, as I call them, negotiate the waltz of a thousand beats, which were probably about 999 too many. <laughs> Premier temps de la valse, toute seule tu souris déjà. Au premier temps de la valse, je suis seul, mais je t'aperçois. Et Paris qui bat la mesure, Paris qui mesure notre émoi, et Paris. Qui bat la mesure, me murmure, murmure tout bas. Une valse à trois temps, qui s'offre encore le temps, qui s'offre encore le temps de s'offrir des détours du côté de l'amour, comme c'est charmant, une valse à quatre temps. C'est beaucoup moins dansant, c'est beaucoup moins dansant, mais tout aussi charmant qu'une valse à trois temps, une valse à quatre temps, une valse à vingt ans. C'est beaucoup plus troublant. C'est beaucoup plus troublant, mais beaucoup plus charmant qu'une valse à trois temps, une valse à vingt ans, une valse à cent ans, une valse à cent ans, 
Une valse à cent ans, chaque carrefour dans Paris que l'amour rafraîchit au printemps. Une valse à mille temps, une valse à mille temps, une valse à mille temps de patienter vingt ans pour que tu aies vingt ans et pour que j'ai vingt ans. Une valse à mille temps, une valse à mille temps, une valse à mille temps. Frosse aux amants, trois cent trente-trois fois le temps de bâtir un roman au deuxième temps de la valse. On est deux, tu es dans mes bras. Deuxième temps de la valse, nous comptons tous les deux une de trois. Et Paris qui bat la mesure, Paris qui mesure notre émoi. Et Paris qui bat la mesure, nous fredonne, fredonne déjà. Une valse à trois temps, qui s'offre encore le temps. Qui s'offre encore le temps de s'offrir des détours du côté de l'amour Quand c'est charmant, une valse à quatre temps C'est beaucoup moins dansant C'est beaucoup moins dansant, mais tout aussi charmant Qu'une valse à trois temps, une valse à quatre temps Une valse à vingt ans C'est beaucoup plus troublant C'est beaucoup plus troublant, mais beaucoup plus charmant Qu'une valse à trois temps, une valse à vingt ans Une valse à cent ans Une valse à cent ans Une valse à cent ans Chaque au carrefour dans Paris que l'amour Après au printemps, une valse à mille temps Une valse à mille temps Une valse à mille temps, de patienter vingt ans Pour que tu aies vingt ans et pour que j'ai vingt ans Une valse à mille temps une valse à mille temps, une valse à mille temps, frosse nos amants, trois cent fois le temps de bâtir un roman au troisième temps de la valse. Nous valsons enfin tous les trois au troisième temps de la valse. Il y a toi, il y a l'amour et à moi et Paris qui bat la mesure, Paris qui mesure notre émoi et Paris qui bat la mesure, laisse enfin éclater sa joie. À trois temps, il s'en prend encore le temps, il s'en prend encore le temps de sortir des détours du côté de l'amour, comme c'est charmant, une valse à quatre temps. C'est beaucoup moins dansant, c'est beaucoup moins dansant, mais tout aussi charmant qu'une valse à trois temps, une valse à quatre temps, une valse à vingt ans. C'est beaucoup plus troublant, c'est beaucoup plus troublant, mais beaucoup plus charmant qu'une valse à trois temps, une valse à vingt ans, une valse à cent ans, une valse à cent ans, une valse à cent ans, chaque aucun retour dans Paris que l'amour a au printemps, une valse à mille temps, une valse à mille temps, une valse à mille temps de passer des vingt ans pour que tu aies vingt ans et pour que j'ai vingt ans, une valse à mille temps, une valse à mille il va s'amuser en Yeah, made by Jack Brel in Paris in 1959 and having devastating impacts on dance floors in, at Boomtown in 2009. Uh, the incredible Jack Brel. Okay, encore le disco way. Du Nord, Very hard. 
French disco music, Jojo and Lutena. It's called El Nino. In the rapid fire round uh, on Make Me an Island, uh, this is the section that we call Would You Believe It's Not Irish?
sure went well with the sunshine today. That's the Paradise Bangkok Molan International Band. That's Thailand, not Ireland. And uh, it's a fantastic sound. Sud Sanan, the title of the one that you just heard. And uh, for the first time, I think we've had, uh, that's definitely the first time we've had music from Thailand on the show. Uh, I'm going to continue keeping my tenuous links going uh, with music from Ireland. And... Uh, not just any old music from Ireland. Uh, we had Rady Pete on Make Me in Ireland recently and talking about the concertina. One of my favourite players of all time is Cormac Begley and uh, here he is accompanied by another one of my favourites that's Jack Talty and they made an incredible album together called Nafir Bullock and here is that sound. <laughs> Thank you. 
It's uh, the incredible music of Jack Telty and Cormac Begley together and the album uh, that they recorded, very special record, is called The Fair Bullock and we'll have Cormac on the show very soon too uh, to uh, be a guest Islander. Um, so I want to go from that uh, to a piece of music that I just discovered very recently and I suppose a theme of uh, Make Me an Island over the past number of weeks has been uh, talking about those revolutions and also uncovering things that for whatever reason get lost so we had examples of records that were effectively really really lost and that is Hailu Mergia and uh, Mamane Sani uh, for instance and then there's uh, examples of ones that get buried for other reasons there's examples of things that weren't meant to be actual records uh, for instance with Love Apple and the rehearsal tape um, that we love so much and then there's occasionally things uh, that are just demos and so it is with this next tune I'm not going to spoil it except to say that it's by Sean Carpio and back in my radio days uh, one of the great pleasures of those years on the air uh, were when musicians came to visit and in Sean's case he brought his sister Eileen and it was one of the most uh, special uh, sessions uh, that I ever uh, was conducted on the air and um, so I was uh, delighted I'm delighted to share this incredible tune Oh, 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 oh. 
Alex's birthday song. That's the work of Sean Carpio. Now, in an ideal world, we'd all be uh, celebrating the work of the likes of Sean Carpio and uh, putting wind in their sails. But of course, it's not a perfect world, as we uh, all know. And uh, But that is so beautiful. And these people who uh, make this wonderful music uh, make this not very ideal world so much more bearable, I think. Um, so Sean Carpio and Max's birthday song. So I'm going to switch gears yet again and turn my attention away from Ireland and back to where we left off in the last episode of Make Me an Island, Ethiopia. And last time out we were listening to the music of Alamehu Aga playing the king, uh, the harp of King David. And I've since found out that that instrument is one that's used at, at ceremonial times and principally at Easter. Um, equally beautiful and sacred is the music of the Ethiopian nun Emohoi Segwe Mariam Gubru and the Ethiopique series from which I've been uh, sampling some incredible music has an array of giants in there and uh, but lots of it is based uh, I suppose uh, for want of a better word groove based music uh, but then there's these other bits and pieces that are equally fascinating and none more so than the music of Emahoy Segway Mariam Gabru and the Sunken Treasure series uh, that I keep referring to um, started in 2014 with an article that I wrote about uh, this lady, this amazing lady. And uh, for me, I suppose, just in my own personal journey through music, this is particularly special. And uh, for lots of people that I know uh, also. Um, so that was written in 2014. Subsequently, I will say, of course, I should say uh, that not only uh, does this remarkable woman exist and her music is real, but she's continues to be real and is still alive and aged almost 97 in Jerusalem. And uh, so I wrote that in 2014. In 2017, um, a journalist called Kate Mollison uh, made uh, an excellent uh, documentary for the BBC, uh, for the radio, BBC Radio, which um, you can find. It's called The Honky Tonk Nun. So um, if you like what you hear here, then you can definitely do some follow-up listening uh, with that documentary. At that time, um, she also got to interview, well, she interviewed her for the documentary. She wrote an article for The Guardian about that experience. And I'm going to start uh, the Mariam Gabru section of the programme by just reading the beginning of that article because it ends with a, a beautiful quote and a lovely insight, our way into her amazing music. I'm no great singer, but Emma Hoy Segway Mariam Gabru only really trusted me after I sung to her. Something from your country, she instructed. So I found myself in the tiny bedroom of this 93-year-old Ethiopian composer-pianist nun, croaking my way through the verses of a Robert Burns song. Given that she does not agree to most interviews, I felt I should do what I was told. The room at the Ethiopian Orthodox Church in Jerusalem was cramped and sweltering. In it was a small bed, an upright piano draped in Ethiopian flags, stacks of reel-to-reel -reel and cassette tapes, and a jumble of handwritten manuscripts. On the walls were portraits of Emperor Haile Selassie. Emohoi knew him in the 1930s, and her own paintings of religious icons. The door was propped open, and from the courtyard came smells of food and the sound of monks chanting. Emohoi is fluent in seven languages, but when I finished the burn song, A Fond Kiss, she admitted the old Scots lyrics had been tricky to decipher. 
I gave her a potted translation. Lovers meet, lovers part, lovers feel broken-hearted. And she gripped my arm and fixed me with one of her deep stares. We can't always choose what life brings, she said, but we can choose how to respond.
Both the celestial sound and inspirational story of Emmohoit Sege Mariam Gabru are moving and beautiful. Now in her 90s, Emmohoit still plays the piano in the convent where she lives in Jerusalem. The sound she conjures from the instrument has no comparison. It could be called classical music, but it occupies a space all of its own. Its purity sets it apart. This is the music of the spirits, indivisible in its quiet perfection. Her music appears to invent its own mesmerising landscape. There is a palpable sense of it coming from somewhere deep and of it belonging to that place. Somehow she manages to transport you there. Each piece of hers is readily identifiable by its structure, colour, shape and tone. The individual threads unfold like prayers. There is generally a succession of passages that meander up and down the scales, lines ebbing and flowing like gentle waves on the keys. Her magical touch on the piano is delicate and enchanting.
Segwe Mariam was born Yawabder Gabru in Addis Ababa in 1923 into an upper-class family. She was sent to school in Switzerland at the age of six, and there occurred the first of two seminal moments in her life. She and her sister attended a piano recital, and thereafter Yawabdar devoted herself to music, studying first violin and then piano. She was quickly marked out as a musical prodigy, and gave her first violin recital at the age of 10. A year later, she moved back to Ethiopia to continue her studies at the Empress Menem Secondary School. In 1937, at the beginning of the Second Ethio-Italian War, Yawabdar and her family were taken prisoners of war by the Italians and sent first to the prison camp on the island of Asinara and later to Mercoliano near Naples. After the war, she studied under the Polish violinist Alexander Kontorowicz in Cairo. Soon after, she returned to be with her family in Addis Ababa. From there, she petitioned for permission to continue her musical studies in London, but was denied by the Ethiopian authorities. The rebuke was to have a devastating effect on her. In the bleak days that followed, she fled to the Gushenin Maryam Monastery in Wallow province. Embracing God was the second seminal moment in her life. Once inside, she changed her name to Tsegwe Mariam and was given the title Emahoy. She became a nun at 21, abandoned music and devoted herself to prayer. She lived a life of asceticism, sleeping in a mud and stone hut and walking barefoot. It was only after rejoining her mother in Addis Ababa that she resumed playing and composing. In the mid-1960s, two decades after she joined the convent, and 43 years into her life, she made her first recordings. Upon making those, she moved to the Ethiopian church in Jerusalem with her mother, where she spent the next six years. She returned to the Holy Land permanently in 1984, after her mother's death. The depth of that maternal connection is laid bare on this beautiful piece of music, A Mother's Love. Thank you. 
In August 2013, the then 90-year-olds scribbled musical scores were collected and published in a book, thereby ensuring the survival of her music. All proceeds from this, along with any royalties from her recordings, go to the Emahoy Segway Mariam Gabru Foundation, established by her to give access to classical and jazz music to poor and disadvantaged children. I know from many years recommending this record that nobody has ever been less than staggered by it. Because it's so hard to define, neither strictly speaking classical, nor jazz, nor African, but an unforced fusion of all three, it's got an enthralling atmosphere that seems key to its warmth. The depth of her faith is discernible in every composition. It's all about the love supreme, and you don't have to subscribe to any particular creed to feel and appreciate its gentle force. Here is a woman who invented her own musical language in order to feel closer to her God. The recordings that are collected in this record are blessed with a spiritual richness and stunning timelessness that I've rarely encountered elsewhere in music. It possesses undiluted soul in its truest, rarest sense. Imohaitsege Mariam Gabru's passion was played out largely in private. Her search for rapture is an utterly personal quest born of solitude and pure devotion. For almost three and a half decades now, she has been cloistered in her church, surrendering herself to her own life's twin themes, faith and music. Her compositions have had an enthralling effect on those who hear them. I feel enlightened every time I go there. The love pursued with ardour is one of the roads to knowledge. This divine lady knows so much. We can't choose what life brings, but we can choose how to respond.
The incredible music of Emahoy Tsegwe Mariam Gabru is available on Ethiopique's Volume 21 on the Buddha Music label. And I hope you've enjoyed the introduction to her wonderful sound today on Make Me an Island. Before I go, I want to thank very much my producer, Ian Cudmore. Thanks, Ian. And also, if you would like to get in touch with the show, you can do so by sending an email to Donal at makemeanisland.ie and if you want to support uh, the Make Me an Island project going forward then you can do so on Patreon and by typing in the name Make Me an Island or my name, the dreaded Donald Deneen and uh, so before I go today I uh, kind of like uh, from uh, the secular to the profane or indeed from the calm to the storm I want to go back to Richard Pennyman that's Little Richard and I suppose we have been over the past number of weeks talking about various revolutions but the original one the mid-1950s Big Bang uh, Little Richard was in, in very much in the middle of that I think and uh, I think you know uh, in the wake of Elvis Presley Chuck Berry Bill Haley, Little Richard, Jean Vincent, it all happened together, more or less. And um, I suppose reading some stuff today about uh, the context uh, and upon his arrival, I mean, he was so crazy and dangerous and menacing in comparison to what was there at the time. And I think uh, it's kind of hard to get your head around, but I think the best way to maybe illustrate about just like how he came like a comet from outer space is to give an indication of what was in the charts in the same month of December 1955. Okay, so here's a tiny little snippet, just a snippet, mind. Okay, that's enough of that. Uh, we should have some of that, um, the record scratching uh, sound. We'll have to get Ian onto that. Uh, but yeah, so that is the scene into which uh, little Richard arrived from outer space. And uh, there's also a very interesting thing that I read today, uh, which Paul McCartney uh, said. I mean, the Beatles uh, acknowledged very much their respect to him, and McCartney in particular, in terms of his singing style, um, he has cited him as a huge influence. But I love this uh, quote from him. I could do little Richard's voice, which is a wild horse screaming thing. It's like an out-of-body experience. You have to leave your current sensibilities and go about a foot above your head to sing it. You have to actually go outside yourself. Absolutely love that quote. Another quote that I uh, picked out today is one from Lenny Kay, Patti Smith's guitarist, who said that he fell to the floor in uncontrollable laughter, inexplicable joy and unbridled release and madness when he heard Tutti Frutti. I have never forgotten his key to the kingdom, the outrageousness he personified and the liberation he offered. He embraced the sin of rock and roll as well as its salvation, knowing that each needs the other as the rock needs the roll. Auf Wiedersehen, Florian. Good night, Richard. Well, it's the night and I just got paid. Pull up my money, don't try.